What up, Eagle Talk fam? It's Rosemary. And your boy, Corey Lewis. Not too long ago, we left everything familiar in our hometown of Chicago and relocated to Dallas. Since then, we've grown a seven-figure real estate business. And more importantly, a life that we absolutely love. Like many of you, we have been on the lonely side of building a business. And we know exactly how whack that can be. We also know success leaves clues, and that is why we created this space just for you. You don't have to go on this entrepreneurial journey alone. We got you. Let's Eagle Top. Look, don't be rolling your eyes at us eagles because you're watching the topic of this talk today. That's right. <laughs> we're coming for y'all. Well, well, we're coming for ourselves as well. Pretty much. <laughs> today, we are talking about breaking bad habits in business. Mm-hmm. Y'all, okay, I tell my son all the time, there are so many things in life that I wish I never started the habit Mm -hmm. because it's so much easier not starting a habit than trying to re-engineer and break a habit. And this is going to sound so random, but I wish I never would have arched my eyebrows back in like 95. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, man. This is so random. And I I look, I'm standing on a day where I, I haven't done anything to my eyebrows and I need them done. But I feel like I had, I, I, I low-key had a unibrow, right? I have, remember my thick eyebrows? A little bit. A little bit. Little little bit. bit. I had yeah. the unibrow. But I had thick, luscious eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And back in the 90s, the style was the thin eyebrows, yeah, right? Yeah. And, I, and then the worst thing, the devil himself made that little tool at the, y'all know that oh, little slender little, thing. Yeah, thing, yeah. But you were we were cheap or broke so i went and i got my eyebrows done right a couple times and then i decided to go to the beauty supply i was gonna save five dollars on getting them arched Mm -hmm. i was gonna arch them myself and then i just ate them up and i'm thinking if i never would have started that habit now i'm looking into microblade and a whole bunch of stuff but i'm like if i would have just left well enough alone back then Mm -hmm. then i wouldn't have some of the issues that i have now in my defense in your defense at the barber school we teach eyebrow arching. Well, uh, not not that way. We use either the blade or uh, not. What's the what's the threading? Threading. We we're getting into threading. Getting into threading. So since we're talking about habits, here's one of the habits that I wish I never started in life, mm-hmm. which was being completely dressed to impress to go somewhere. Mm. Hence, <laughs> Brooks, <laughs> Sheen. <laughs> Eight dollars from Shein, <laughs> and I'm ready for the day. Are you right? telling people your secret? I'm that you were shopping at Shein. It, it don't matter. <clears throat> what I'm saying is, <laughs> I showed up. You still got yeah. a rollie on the wrist. Like. I still got a rollie on the wrist. But I'm saying I showed up, right? Right. I didn't. I ain't, I ain't got to be suited and booted for y'all today. Which is one of those days. Little mama got on her Peloton, fitting her pumas, and we here. We showed yeah. up, right? So, so, so you said that you know what? It was hard to break the habit of being dressed up, and now you just showing up. As uh, you yeah, okay. yeah, and we and we we still giving it to the people. We still here. So, y'all, those are like just some real life examples, and I know we all probably have some. Like, man, I wish I never started the habit of snoozing, or I wish I started never started the habit of drinking, or this mm-hmm. because it is easier to be said that it's easier to just get on the right track then to have to re-engineer something. But the reality is that in life and in business, um, sometimes we pick up some less desirable habits and we're going to talk about some of the 
less desirable habits or bad habits. Look, I'm trying to make it better. That we need to start breaking in our businesses. Yeah. So okay, let me let me let me bust one open real quick. Um, I know it's kind of all over the place, but let's talk about procrastination mm. because when we're talking about business or even life, um, it's always I'll do it later. Yeah. I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always give the example is, hey, it's New Year's Eve. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the yeah. year is gone, and here we are again trying to find out what do we do with our life this year. So let's get into the um, good habit. Of actually um, executing, uh, right? Executing, like, like, literally, man. I, I can go so many different directions with this, and I'm, I'm gonna speak back on the scorecard. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was gonna it. say it's easier said than done to say, just don't procrastinate. Yeah. But what tools are gonna be in place to help me not procrastinate? Yeah. Again, I talked about it. I think it was the last episode, but that's a game changer for somebody like me. Yeah. And I, I consider myself pretty um, goal driven. Right. But really, if you can score yourself on what you did for the week, like what really did you get accomplished? And I think it was yours was up to what, 80 percent or something yeah. like that. So so what Corey is referring to, y'all, is that um, we read the book, The 12 Week Year. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise of The 12 Week Year is that, um, unfortunately, when you're looking at annual goals only, mm-hmm. it's really easy to fall behind and never achieve what you're looking to achieve. Yeah. So what the authors there are challenging us to do is to look at your year like it's only 12 weeks. Right. And if your year is only 12 weeks, really, how many bad days and how many bad weeks can you have? Mm-hmm. And in the book, they present the idea. Like, I highly recommend that any organization read this book. Mm-hmm. Um, they present the idea of having a scorecard where you are scoring your activity. So what we have started to do in our business is we looked at our goals and now we're scoring ourselves. So that kind of uh, that is starting that we're breaking the habit of procrastination. And that is now um, giving us some incentive and we have a system in place not to procrastinate. And I'll give you a great example with that. So for me. um, One thing that I have been saying is that, you know what, I need to put some um, standard operating procedures in place for my team, right? Uh, when I started my real estate team, we just kind of started rolling. We just, you know, just started doing stuff. And it works for the people that are on the team, but somebody new in my team can get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And for the longest, I was like, okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to start, I'm going to start. Well, I started to put what I needed to do on my scorecard, mm-hmm. right? So I've been way more productive in the past three weeks in actually executing on these items than the past six months where I'm like, oh, I'm going to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to break the habit of procrastination. Um, so, again, we're talking about breaking bad habits. And one of the ones that we I want to speak on is um, underestimating what it really takes. Mm-hmm. And let me just say this. This life and business is hard. Yeah. Right. And I think that people think that they're going to get a maximum result with minimum effort. Yep. It just doesn't work like that. So don't underestimate what it really takes. Like, yep. you just understand that you're going to have to be uh, overworked, tired. Mm, you don't have to be overworked. Well, but, but you have to be realistic about the amount of work that it's going to take. Like, let, I, let, I can't think that I'm going to join Weight Watchers tomorrow and lose 60 pounds. Okay. Let me say tomorrow. this. The, depending on the goal. Yeah. You're going to be overworked, right, <laughs> for, for a period of time. I'm not saying your whole career. Yeah. But, it, but to get that, that engine running and to get stuff on cruise control and that kind of stuff, you're going to have to put in some OT. Like, you're going to have to be consistent. You're going to have to be consistent. Consistent, right. right consistent. Um, and, and, the, and I think that that's okay because once 
once you get there, then you start putting your who's in place. Yeah. Right. Again, it's it's not a th- it's not a game of how you know the least amount of things that I can do. It's kind of like let me do the maximum amount of things that I can do, and then get people in place to help me do those things. Yeah. Right. right? So, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't. I, at least I don't think. Because, again, I go back to the barber school, and if you remember in the beginning, I was cleaning toilets, I was sweeping outside, I was cutting the hair. I couldn't even cut straight hair, right? Yeah. I, I can do ball fades and shape froze, right? But somebody come in with hair down on their back. You asked me last night. Uh, we was oh, we were doing Cameron's hair. I was like, can you clip his ends? You were like, no. You were like, actually, I'm not going to. Right, I can, right. I can clip to. his ends, right? But it was just something that I just wasn't going to do. But I, I guess the point that I'm making is I'm self-taught in just so many areas of that. To where now I know how to do it, but I have people in place that can delegate the responsibility. Yeah. And, and as you talk about breaking the bad habit of underestimating how much effort it's really going to take to get to your goals, I think that we also have to break the habit of really o- overestimating what we're actually doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I can think of so many times where like and, and I've said this. Who tell me if you haven't said this? Like, well, I didn't eat that bad over the weekend. Girl, you had three cookies, a kolache, and a donut. Yeah. You know, so the fact that you had three salads in there too does not mean that you did. You know, what I'm saying you were on target to actually get to the goal that you have. Yeah. But I think sometimes it's it's a slippery slope because we definitely want to be in a place where we are giving ourselves room and the grace to grow. But sometimes we outgrace ourselves Mm -hmm. and we wonder why we haven't made any traction. And a lot of times it's because of what you're saying. We're underestimating what it's really going to take Mm -hmm. and we're overestimating what it really looks like. Where a good habit is to really, really take analysis. Like, and this is what the scorecard is helping us do is like, okay, what actions do I really need to accomplish in order to get to this goal okay and now I'm going to hold myself accountable to make sure that the actions that I have outlined that I'm actually executing on it because you have a lot of people that will quit the actions to say oh this don't work keto don't work you never really ate keto you know what I mean like you really didn't do what you were supposed to do to get to the goal so I definitely think that that is one that we have a, a habit that we need to re-engineer is to really be realistic about the amount of effort it takes and the amount of effort we're actually giving something. Okay, so I'll speak on this. We're talking about breaking the bad habits. Um, one of the bad habits is thinking you know it all. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here, here's one for me that I can speak. And again, I'm talking life and business, not just business. Since coming back from Dubai, I've had 50 people ask me, how was the buy? And I say, life changes, right? Mm-hmm. Because so many things changed since we've been there, Yeah, right? The same in business. I would think that if you looked at, I was watching something last night and they said, raise your hand. No, I think that might've been a mastermind. I don't remember the other day. And they said, raise your hand if you want this year to be exact same as last year, right? Yeah. Nobody raised their hand. right? So that's the, that's the thing. Thinking you know it all, you want to, elevate you want to make changes um and again going back to the dubai conversation i thought that i wanted our goals or the next two years to look like x well having great conversations with you having conversations with Corey, even post dubai having conversations with Corey, my thinking started to shift right right so that again lifestyle and business i think that once you have certain experiences 
and you continue to write stuff down and then go back to it and and see if what you were working towards is still the goal. Exactly. I think that you you consciously just make a different decision. Yeah. And and being open to and we talked about it on episode 104 last week when when we just shared about building support systems. You know, nobody knows it all, right? And and being in a position where you are inviting people in mm-hmm. um, to mastermind with, to support each other, to help you think things through. And you gave a beautiful example. Y'all need to go back to episode 104 to check it out um, of like what that really looks like when we are accepting of the fact that, you know what, I don't know it all. And that's OK. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like I'm no less of a real estate broker, a wife, a mother by me raising my hand and saying, OK, I really don't know how to do all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, who maybe knows how to do it better and where can I uh, attain that knowledge? Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of people. I never forget Dr. Dr. Getty. Remember our dentist? Yeah. Dr. Getty. OK. We had Dr. Getty for the longest when we were in Chicago. Mm hmm. And Dr. Getty, like we would talk about, he was a great dentist. But when we would come out of getting our teeth clean. Oh, man. It's like uh, you've been in a fight. It, it was like you've been in a fight. Like, 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 like Dr. Getty would rough you up and tell you about how, how nasty your mouth is. It was like, you think <laughs> we you, all bleed. You, you think you jamming on the one? No. Then one day we went and we got Dr. Getty's hygienist. Yeah. yeah. And she used the teeth whitening machine or the teeth cleaning machine. Mm-hmm. And we said something to her like, Oh my goodness, where did y'all get this? It's yeah. just like we've had it for like five years. Doc Doc just doesn't want to use it. Yeah. Right. So because he was so staunch on the way that he'd always done it, mm-hmm. um, he was providing honestly a disservice to his clients, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and and because he was unwilling to be flexible. And I remember the rest of the time we went to that dentist when we lived in Chicago we requested the hygienist and not Dr. Getty and him showing a little bit more flexibility. I can only imagine how many, like at least we were still in his office. How many other people went to a totally different office because they didn't walk out with their mouth hurting as bad. Um, So coming to a realization that you don't know it all Mm -hmm. is actually a good thing in business. And that, cause that means that you're evolving. You're not staying the same. First of all, I want to shout out that you used the word staunch. I've never heard of the word staunch before. So oh, that, that. that was pretty cool. <laughs> Hope I used it right. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, that was a great Dr. Gate example because it's just old school, right? Yeah. Really what it was. I mean, and he wasn't, um, he was operating at his level. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, no different than I always give the analogy when T.D. Jakes gave the example of the giraffe eating out of the tree. Yeah. And the turtle, you know, poking his head down and eating the grass in the ground. All they're doing is just eating at the levels that they're at, that they're yeah. at. So let's talk about this. Discount on your prices. Yeah, that's a habit we got to get out of. <laughs> that's a habit. Uh, As a matter of fact, let me tell you something. I read a book that punked me so hard. What was the name of it? Um, we Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. I, I tried to, to read the, that book and you told me something. Well, about I told you it was really written to women. Okay. But yeah. I feel I, I was like, I feel like anybody could get anything out of it, but it was really written to women. So tell us a little bit about it. Well, the, the point of the, not the point of the book, but a point that she made in the book and a point that I've heard, she was like, okay, so for instance, if I was to tell you right now, Corey, mm-hmm. you want to start like, you have so much knowledge in the wholesale real estate investing price mm-hmm. um, space. You should start consulting. Okay. Okay. I want you to think, you don't have to say it out loud to us, but I just want you to think of a number. Like if you started doing one-on-one consulting, what would you charge? Okay. You got the number? Mm-hmm. Okay. Double it. 
Like that was her thing. Like whatever you're doing, automatically a lot of times we go in discounting ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we discount ourselves for a variety of reasons. But one reason is because just because you've never paid for that service yourself, yeah, does not mean that there isn't somebody who will pay and it's not valuable, mm-hmm. right? Intellectual and a lot of y'all have more than just um goods you or services you have goods too even if the competition now you don't want to be a fool and outprice yourself out of the market but nine times out of ten what we do is we you know we don't even give a chance for people to sit with the price like oh how much is your is your um i'm trying to think some how much is 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 it to for you to detail my car uh oh the guy who detailed our car he did this 250 but I can give you the friends family discount for 129. Oh, he showed it. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, he, he he did it um when I brought your car into the mix on the second day. Yeah, but what I'm saying, but but he did such a great job that we would have paid the regular price for my car too, right? And not only did we did we would have paid the regular price, but we also both posted him on Instagram. And, and exactly. So my point is is that sometimes we think that in order to gain customers, we have to discount our prices. And the reality, and especially depending on the type of business, there are some people that if your price is too low, they're not going to take you serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I'll go get, if I'm going to get married and the wedding photographer is $200, I'm not, I'm never calling him back. Right. right? Because I'm like, how are you so cheap? This ain't right. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be, is it, it, and you're not going to jeopardize that on the biggest day of your life. Exactly. I associate that with the value. So when we get into the habit, like that's something that we have to break the habit of is just slashing your prices. And then this is something that I learned in my speech class, right? Mm-hmm. Is that after you tell somebody your price, pause three seconds. Yeah, I've heard right? that. Mm-hmm. Pause three seconds because like if you, for instance, if I say, I gave the example about the car guy, 250, but I'll, right, automatically, you are telling me that you're not confident in your pricing. But how much is your price? It's 250. What you got, an SUV? 250. Mm-hmm. And you pause, right? Mm-hmm. And when you pause, you give the consumer an opportunity to respond. And this is what I tell people all the time, too. You get to decide who you want to do business with. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like, Somebody gets to decide if they're going to do business with you. You get to decide who you want to do business with. And full disclosure, there have been some times in my life where I have, um, I can think of a couple, and I think I've shared this before, um, at the end, like at their closing, they were really, really short. Like the lender did something really whack. Mm -hmm. And I told them that I negotiated them some additional discounts with the builder. But what I did was I cleared it so that I could support them. Right. Because I want to do business with them. Mm -hmm. Right. I I wanted to see, they weren't coming to me to discount my service. Um, I wanted to be in partnership with them. I wanted to see this happen, but if they would have just come at me off the jump, like, look, we need you to give us. No, 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 no. That's not how we roll. Right. So uh, giving grace in some situations is different from off the bat discounting. And I'm going to just say this on a side note. Don't be nobody's fool. Like if you got some guaranteed money and it's a good client and all that stuff, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you might show some flexibility for the working relationship, but don't like, don't off the bat, just say, Hey, I'm going to slash my price. $300 $300 and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a detail your whole car for $30 so that you can get the deal. Yeah. I'm thinking about, um, I am doing some renovations to a house I have in Tyler right now. And I drove out there last week 
And shout out to my man Claude. I love the name Claude, and I love the name Chauncey for some reason. I don't. Claude I don't and Ch- you want to have some twins? No, I just, okay. it's just they're just cool names to me, right? Claude you don't Chauncey. meet a lot of them, but anyway. Except we have a good friend named Chauncey. We do have a good friend right. named Chauncey, but but Claude, the uh, contractor, he and I'm, and I'm I'm thinking about your pause that you said about the pause. He gave me a quote for seventy two hundred dollars, and as soon as he said the seventy two hundred, he was like, "What you think about that? You think that'll work?" And I, and I. I didn't get a chance to say anything before yeah. he kind of like discount. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, no, nah, it's not going to work. I think it's overpriced. Yeah, because the way he responded. Exactly. Right? Yeah. The way he responded was like, it, it lets you know that you there was room for negotiation. 100%. Where if he would have just been like, mm, it'll be 7,200. Yeah. And he wanted and, and look you and he looked you dead in your face. That <laughs> did not like, happen. Yeah. You know, he, he had a little, little uh, thirst bucket. You know, it was yeah. kind of like he, he was he was. He needed the funds, right? Yeah. So I wound up getting it for like six grand. But I'm, I'm saying that to say, if he would have slow played me just a little bit, it could have been 6,500 or 6,800. You know what I'm saying? So I just shot him low and he kind of bit the bait. So I really liked, I really liked the fact of you saying, when you give your number, don't say anything. Yeah, pause. Pause yeah. for three seconds. And, and look, those three seconds go feel like a lifetime. Y'all go back to episode 97. We talk all about that. Yeah. We talk all about um, this whole discounting your prices thing. But that's definitely a habit you want to get out of. Yeah, for sure. So this was a good one. I think we gave about four or five, maybe even six good points about yeah. um, breaking bad habits. But we don't want to leave you hanging because hmm. there are some good habits that we want you to develop yes. as an entrepreneur. So you can grab a guide. Corey and I have um, outlined five habits that we think that every entrepreneur should be doing daily. And you can check that out at eagletalkpodcast.com forward slash five habits eagletalkpodcast.com forward slash five habits and we'll also link it to this video and podcast yeah so y'all check that out it is totally free right it's complimentary yeah she like we're not discounting our services. i know that's right like you know, let me let me check myself it, it, it is our gift to, to you. you that's right, right. so it's right. complimentary you it's guys complimentary. check that out we want to thank you uh for tuning in um great episode here no, yeah, I, I, I love doing this with you, bro. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. And your Shein. You, you find this Shein. Dress down. <laughs> Brooks, y'all. Brooks. Shout out to Brooks. Uh, but no, seriously, y'all. Thank y'all for checking it out. I hope the information was great and it served you well. And we'll see y'all next time. See you next week. Bye, y'all. See y'all.